Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. When it comes to big or small projects around the home, Tony and Corey have got the know-how and the answers to make your life just a bit easier. Here they are, your Weekend Warriors, Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. I'm Corey Valdez. And I'm Tony Cookson. Thanks for tuning in with us today. We've got another great show lined up for you. We've got a special guest in the studio with us. We've got Robert Wood with Mountain Wood Homes, a local uh, remodeler and one of the best in the state, as far as I'm concerned. One of the best in the business, as far as I'm concerned. He's got a house on the tour of remodeled homes and this year, and that's what we're here to talk about. Have, welcome in. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate the compliments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is exciting. Have you had a, a home on the tour of remodeled homes before? Yes, we have. We've done the tour previous. Uh, this is our third time being on the tour. So yeah, we're very excited about it. This year, there's 13 homes on the tour and excited to be part of a, a tour with lots of energy and lots of great product for people to see. Yeah, the tour of remodeled homes is a very unique opportunity for the standard homeowner. You know, the, somebody that wants to hire a general contractor or a remodeler, how do you do that? You know, you, you flip through the the yellow pages, you, you know, you get on. I think that's what a lot of people think. It's it's mystifying, you know, and you don't get an opportunity to really dig down and get to know the people that you want to hire. Tony and I always talk about this process on our show. We've had the we've talked about it several times over the years, and kind of what happens is somebody sits down with a list of questions that may they might ask. You know, here's some potential questions I'm going to ask a remodeler. But they always forget all of those questions, and they get down to price. You know, hey, wh- <laughs> who's the cheapest? All right, that's where I'm going. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna hire this person to be because they're they're the cheapest, and it always bites them. I mean, always. Absolutely. In, in, I think what we'll talk about today is some of the differences uh, that make Mountain Wood Homes great. Um, why you would choose you? Uh, let's talk about your project a little bit that you did on the tour of remodeled homes, and how someone can go in and look at the actual work that you did. Well, thank you. Yeah, I look forward to that. It is, it's always fun. The tour is a great place, like you started out saying. It's a great place for clients to actually have a face-to-face meeting with actual remodelers. And you get to do it in their home so you can see the product they produce. And uh, there's really no other opportunity. It's a site-specific you know, you go to various different sites and see these, so you have to drive around and put a little bit of time into it. Sure. But it's well worth your time in getting to interview and get to know builders because you mentioned its price. To me, it's really about a relationship, and that's what you need to be looking for with your builder. The price will get itself worked it out, but it's really a relationship. Right. I know, Tony, and I, you know, before the show, we were kind of talking a little bit about how people watch too much remodel tv you know (laughs) i don't even have to say the name of it but i think people know there's these tv shows online and on tv that it's totally unrealistic and it gives people a sense of of i don't even know it's just wrong you know they they got they walk in and they say you know my budget is fifteen hundred dollars what can you do right it's just never never accurate you know that's one of the things we try to break through that barrier and teach our listeners what it's actually like. What does it realistically look like to have a remodeler come in and do your project? And how to choose the right one. 
you know, being able to touch and feel and talk to the actual people that will be inside your home for two months. You know, that's a big deal. Remodeling is a unique event. Some people don't think about it like that, but I mean, it's different from buying a home that's just brand new, right? Because that's a product. You're buying a product. Remodeling, you got to remember a remodeler is going to show up with his or her team every morning at eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and if you stop and think about what your routine is at eight o'clock in the morning, most of us don't want somebody in our business. Right. Right. And then they're going to be there in your home for this extended period of time making a mess for no <laughs> for lack of a better term. Totally. But it is. It's yeah. going to be disruptive. And so it truly is about finding somebody who has a process that can accommodate your needs and get your get the project done like you want, but also you can communicate with and know that's going to protect your house while it's being done. Yeah, I know. It's uh, when you think about what you have in your mind, you know, I have an idea of what I want in my remodel. You know, Tony and I have talked about this before where I'm remodeling my bathroom shortly and I know what I want. I could see it in my head, but to have to describe that to somebody else that's going to do the work, that's hard. In my opinion. You definitely want to be talking to somebody that you can trust. And you, Robert Wood from Mountainwood Homes, you want to be dealing with a customer that you can trust. Because it definitely goes both ways. And that, of course, is what building a relationship is all about. I'm sure you've found yourself in some relationships with customers that didn't go the way you thought it was going to go from the start. Absolutely. It can go that way. And a lot of times clients think they're interviewing us and truly we are interviewing them <laughs> as well. Yeah, because it does. It has to go both ways for it to be a successful project. That was actually my next question. <laughs> I was going to say, do you interview the people that are interviewing you? Because and you just said you do. And it makes perfect sense. If you're walking into your office and they walk in and you you offer them an architect a designer, a team that you trust, all of those things come into value. And if they walk in and say, yeah, I'm just looking for the cheapest contractor in town, you know, what's your price? And you're probably thinking to yourself, I don't want to work with you. Yep. You're, you're not the type of person that will understand what we're doing here. Yeah, you're, yeah. Already, you're already saying, I'm not the guy you're looking for. <laughs> well, and we do. I mean, and, and we, we have... We tell people sometimes that we get to the point where we do have to say it doesn't look like this is a good fit for both of us to move forward. And, you know, sometimes we've taken some time to get into a relationship and sometimes, you know, and done design and things like that. And we have to move out from that point. Or it's early on that we learn that, hey, it just probably isn't a good relationship. And, and it's just people valuing what they get. You brought it up. If we're going to bring design and all the things that come together to make a successful project with that design and planning and all that upfront work, um, it's easy to figure out whether we're good partners yeah. through that process. It's kind of like when you're buying your first home. You know, really, the only thing you're looking at when you're buying your first home, at least in my experience, was... Can I afford it? Can I pay the mortgage? Can I pay the mortgage? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then by the time you get around to your second house, you're like, okay, uh, what do the utilities look like? You know, you're asking smarter questions. You know, what what does uh, what do the schools look like in this area? Because you might be having kids. You know, it's as you progress 
in your first remodel, that might be your first experience. Yeah, and then when you get towards the the very last house that you're going to buy or build, you're asking questions like, uh, do I really want stairs in this house? <laughs> and do I want to have the laundry, you know, closer to this other part? You know, trying to reduce the amount of steps that you have to take in a day in your home. You want to get all of those things in a more compact space. It's an interesting uh, progression, actually, as you buy and build and remodel homes to fit your age and, and your timeline and that sort of stuff. It's exciting. It's fun to work with clients at every different level, and we get to do that because we're a custom builder. We get to jump in and be part of it at any at all different stages, and that's what really makes it fun for us. Okay, we got Robert with Mountainwood Homes, and we'll be right back after this. Should send a 24 your weekend warriors? Don't go away. Show built by Par Lumber. Now, here's Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for sticking around. Today, we've got a special guest in the studio with us. We've got Robert Wood with Mountain Wood Homes. He's a local uh, builder, remodeler in the uh, Portland area. Your office is right here in Beaverton. Absolutely, yeah. Right off Nimb- Holland Nimbus, we've got a great office. Um, it's been fun. We've even had people stop by. We didn't think we'd get that, but people stop in to see if we can do work for them. So, oh, see, I thought that was the whole idea <laughs> behind the office. Have you got a showroom and and all kinds of uh, examples of products that you use and that kind of stuff in there? We do have some showrooms. Mostly, we have conference rooms where we bring our clients in and meet. They get to see their projects in 3D on our big screen TVs. Oh, nice! The design team meets with them and does show them product. Cabinet, our cabinet maker comes in, uses our display system. So it's an opportunity to bring the clients in, collaborate, and work on their design projects. That's awesome. Uh, so let, let's switch gears. Let's talk about you're in this year's tour of remodeled homes. Uh, in the Portland area, if you're in this area, you can uh, check it out. It's between March 14th and March 15th, so it's only uh, a few weeks away. Uh, if you want to check it out, there are 13 homes and 13 different remodelers on the tour this year. Uh, it goes from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, it's Saturday and Sunday, right? The March 14th and 15th, mm-hmm. uh, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And what happens is you have to buy tickets. You have to go to RemodelTourPortland.com. That's RemodelTourPortland.com. You buy tickets, and it comes with a little book with all of the addresses for each project. So you do. You have to jump in your car and drive from project to project to project if you want to go to all of them. You might look at the website and say, I really like that guy and that gal, <laughs> yeah. and I really want to just interview these two people yeah. and look at their work. That's okay. You don't have to go to all of them. You can go to two of them. You can go to seven of them. So it's a really cool opportunity for you to meet and see the type of work that the potential builder or remodeler is you want to hire does. And that's what we've we've got Robert in here to talk about today is your project that you've submitted for the two of remodeled homes. Let's talk about it. Absolutely. So this project for us, it's a whole house remodel, um, which means we did the kitchen, we did the master bath, we did the upstairs bath, we did some new windows throughout the house, we raised up a floor system in it. But probably the 
funnest part to talk about in the story is we, uh, the clients had engaged with us early on in their search for a new home. And we had looked at several other homes with them and we knew what their criteria was as they bought a home. And they had turned down a couple of buys just because it didn't fit what they wanted it to be after it remodeled. Interesting. They, they had been in love with this one particular area, this one neighborhood, and a house happened to come up. So they called us up and called one of our project developers up and said, okay, this, this might be the one. And we came out, did a walkthrough before they bought the home, talked to them about the feasibility and what the potential cost might be and the things that they saw in the house they needed to change. But it's fun having that extended relationship with a client even before we started this home. So that was one of the backbones of getting the project done is having this relationship with the folks. That's a super unique situation where you you found a house that they didn't already own. They didn't have memories there. They didn't raise kids there, right? And they said, this is the house that we can see becoming what we want. You guys are the ones to do it. Bought the house and then started the remodel before they even moved in, I assume. Before they even moved in. So we started that remodel and... Uh, yeah, we did all the design and everything before they moved into the house. But it was, it was, they had been searching. They knew they needed a place, and this was the one. And it's it's a fantastic neighborhood and everything. So, yeah, we did the kitchen. So we helped them redesign the kitchen. It was a, I don't remember, 1990s house, if I remember mm. right, early 90s. That's Dark wood stain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Closed in. It had a, a soffited down ceiling in the kitchen oh. over the island, you know, that we, as oh, builders, yeah. we thought that was really cool in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so we had to take that out, open it up, and create a more open space for the kitchen. Um, the master suite, the same thing. Uh, I, it had a great big spot for a tub, and uh, it was just not organized well for how we function nowadays. Was it so one of those corner tubs? I can't remember if tiled this was a everywhere with a surround, that, a big old surround. I love those. T <laughs> we have we have job security because of corner tubs. Yeah. <laughs> In the carpet, right up to the edge yeah, of exactly the tub. carpet and corner tubs. But this one, same thing. We got to take out the tub, reorganize it, put in a nice shower, and reorganize the bath and the closet. We moved a wall, just we moved a wall a few inches, and it made a dramatic difference in the usability of yeah. the closet. Wow. It's amazing what small small changes could do. It's always interesting. I would love to be a remodeler personally. I don't have the <laughs> skill set. I couldn't do it, but uh, and I love working for Par. If you're listening, Par. Uh, no, <laughs> but I would love to do that because I I will. Tony knows this. I'm very picky. I'm a very picky person. When I especially when it comes to a house. And when we were house hunting several years back, we did the same thing. We walked in and I kind of look at things like, what's the potential here? Because I know that I can do some of the work and, and, and fix things up. But it always boggles my mind that some of the things you see in houses and you know, for instance, I, I was we looked at this house where the the room, the the living room, the main living room in the whole house was like 30 feet long and like 16 feet wide or 15 feet wide. And I was like, who would do this? <laughs> and there was a whole bank of windows on the one side that you, could, you couldn't even use the space. I'm like, what, what do you put in here? A, a really small couch? It's just really bizarre. A couple of pool tables. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I was thinking to myself, you know, if they would have 
And what's crazy is the upstairs actually cantilevered out over that space. And I said to myself, it seemed probably more expensive and more work to build it this way rather than move that wall out the three feet and actually have a usable space. Anyway, it, it's uh, stuff like that that. Thank that goodness really for fun. all those homes. It's, I wouldn't be employed if it didn't if we didn't have them. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> exactly. You know, and it's uh, what, what was that show we just did? We talked about design trends. Yeah, that was, was it. Was that last week? Yeah, outdated design trends. That's yeah, right. We we always talk about fun stuff like that, like what, like the tiled corner tubs and the popcorn ceilings, popcorn, popcorn ceilings. ceilings and oak cabinets, and you know those are the things that you get taken out. You know, in our tour home, one of the good things about that is our designer got to connect in with the clients too. And so she really dug into what their wants and needs were and was able to assimilate that into their house. So, you know, the colors are what they want now, the look, the feel, and all of it just gets pulled together through that whole process. And so on our tour home, that happened. That happens with all our homes. And that's, you know, part of our process and having a designer involved in every step of the way in anything we do. That's it. That's actually really amazing. Uh, we've talked about that before too. Is how having a designer incorporated into any remodeling project is actually probably money saving on the front. On the it costs more on the front side because you hire a designer to do all these things, but in the end, it's a lot less expensive because they have everything planned out. I mean, I don't know about you, Tony, but you know when I walk into a store and I see something that I like, like for for instance, tile. You know, it's okay, it's $50 a square foot. But what you don't know is there is a tile on the other side of the wall that's, you know, that looks 15. identical yeah, that's $15, $15 a square right. foot. Exactly. And the designers really know that stuff and they can get a feel. I think a lot of people think of designers as choosing paint colors, and that's completely wrong. No, that's uh, that's only a minute part of what they do. The big thing, like you said, is they see the end vision that a lot of times we can't see ahead, and they provide the guidance right. so that we can get there. And a good designer lives within the budget that we've established and can help pick materials and products that meet the budget and the design. Yeah, that's yeah. very, very smart. I, yeah, I, I tell you what, I've never gone into a project having consulted with a designer ahead of time and I, I'm, I'm certain it's cost me plenty of money. i'm sure it has too we got to take another quick break when we come back more with mountain wood homes and robert wood you're listening to tony core your weekend warriors don't go away show built by par lumber now here's tony and Corey. hey welcome back to the weekend warriors home improvement show thanks for staying with us hey if you haven't already go check out our facebook and instagram on youtube uh, we're at ww home show you can search all of those uh, or you can go to par.com that's p-a-r-r click on the weekend warriors link and uh, all of our information's there uh, you can watch this video podcast on YouTube. Uh, that'll be up. So uh, you can check out Robert and me and Tony and laugh at us, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But we should give out your your contact info, mountainwoodhomes.com, maybe? Yeah, the best way. I mean, you can contact us via our website, mountainwoodhomes.com. That's the easiest thing to remember. That's a and, pretty uh, simple website. Yeah, yep. absolutely. 
is uh okay so you are in the tour of remodeled homes this year it starts on march 14th runs through the 15th Uh, if you don't know what the tour of remodeled homes is it is a venue in which builders or modelers uh, work on projects and then they submit them and they get uh, chosen to be on the tour and it's really for exceptional builders and remodelers the best in their field and it, it really showcases the work that you guys do and if you want to check that out, it's RemodelTourPortland.com. You can buy tickets, and it's a driving tour. And uh, you go from house to house to house and look at each of the remodelers' uh, projects and the things that they've done. If you're super interested in getting work done by one of these uh, builders, this is the show. This is the one you need to go check out. It's a great opportunity for people to come and get in there. And they're right there. They have you sort of at their at their whim, right? And you're there and you're anxious to talk about your product, which you've accomplished, um, this amazing, beautiful, gorgeous house that you're super proud of, which kind of brings me to my next thing. How great is it to walk around all day in this gorgeous remodel you've just completed and just to get to tell people about all the amazing things you did and hear them say, wow, that's so great. I love that. How did you do that? I mean, that's gotta be like, Kind of like walking on a cloud most of the day, I would think. It is. It's absolutely. It's a fun. It's a fun weekend to get to meet people and show off what we've done. It, uh, you know, and you get the public there, so everybody has an opinion. Sometimes you do get to hear, "Oh, why did you do that?" Oh, and, really? Uh, um, I and, wouldn't have chose those yeah, tiles. Exactly. You do. You do have to have your thick skin on too. But, yeah. Um, yeah. but for the most part, it is a, just a great opportunity to meet with clients, talk to them, show off what we do, answer questions. It's a great, you know, you'll be able to stand in front of builders and their staff and ask direct questions about product, about process, and meet and greet. And just really, it's an opportunity to really talk and get to know people. And, yeah. and there's time to do it. Even though there's people moving through the house, generally builders have it set up so that you can step aside and have a conversation about something to where you can get real questions answered. Yeah, and really, I mean, it's not just that, too. You know, uh, some people go on the tour to get ideas, to get inspiration, uh, maybe to look at the neighborhood, you know, that's uh, that's something that my I would do. Me and my wife would do that. We would go check out neighborhoods to see if they were viable. I know sometimes uh, the builders will set out refreshments, and that's why I go. You know, I'm thinking <laughs> the cheese you're and hoping we're doing cookies. Yeah, and maybe that, some yeah, chocolate Check the oven cookies. out, make yeah. sure it's working. <laughs> yeah, that is great. You know, a lot of times at at the the home and garden show, uh, the the guys that are selling appliances will be cooking up some. Uh, you're that sucker. Homemade yeah. <laughs> chocolate chip cookies. Mm. There you if go. If that oven's gonna make cookies that good. <laughs> I got to get me one of those. You got to get you one. Yeah. <laughs> the uh yeah, the tour is a great time to get to meet people. The um oh, I lost my train of thought on what it was, but that's will okay. come back. Yeah, yeah, the uh the tour is for people that want to really see the work and and talk to the builders that are doing it. Yeah, and really inspiration. Like probably more than anything, it's about inspiration because you're going to walk through this house and you're going to see things you didn't know were even happening like how did you where did you get the idea for that closet organizer in the master closet or um or where in the world did you get that walk-in shower glass surround or you know whatever it's a lot of inspiration and you just see it and when you can see it and touch it 
you're like that. I, that's exactly the shower that I want in you know my new bathroom. You know what's fun too is they always put out uh, like before pictures, like these big <laughs> before pictures, and you can kind of walk around and see what your house looks like. <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. Well, and yeah. we get a lot of people that that from a visual standpoint come and say that old kitchen looks like my kitchen. And you did this to this new one, so you can remodel my house. Yeah. <laughs> to us builder types, it really doesn't. We think, well, we can do anything. But to clients, yeah. it is a big thing to see. Okay, it looks like mine, so it can do this. Yeah, absolutely. Or, and uh, and it's a big thing. And it, even the show a couple of years ago, I remember being at the show, and a couple of clients would come through, and they had circled in the magazine. I'm going to this one because it looks like what I want to see. This one and this one, and they had five or six of them. And didn't go to all of them, but they had picked out what visually appealed to them, and yeah. they could go yeah. see some things. You really do. You get to see, one, because there's 13 different homes, you're going to get to see 13 different styles and looks and feels and 13 different ways to get remodeling done, quite yeah. frankly. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you make a very good point because some people are visual. Some people can't look at their project and say to themselves, this is what I want this to look like. Right. Um, my wife is one of those people. She she has a hard time visualizing uh, something. So I have to, I, I'm the opposite. I, I see things in three dimensions. I look at plans all day and I can, I can look at it and visualize it in three dimensions. That's how my brain works. So I, I find it easier to look at things like that and, and see potential. I can say, oh, yeah, we can take this wall out. You know, that's a partition wall, so I can take that out. That's load-bearing, so I have to put a beam in there. You know, and I don't think the average person can do that. Right. So visiting and seeing projects like this for inspiration is, I think it's great. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I think about some of the low-hanging fruit, like we talked about the corner tub or soffits in the kitchen. Oh. You know, pulling soffits out of a kitchen and putting in a full-height cabinet, oh, I mean, that alone, just that one thing. Uh, is it's awe-inspiring, you know? How many Tuscan kitchens do you put in anymore? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the trends are changing, and trends will always be changing, so we hope not to do too many of those. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the fun part is just being with those trends, and so like in this show house, we're seeing a kitchen that we truly did open up because we raised soffits, took soffits out. But we're also seeing a design trend where we have stained cabinets mixed with painted cabinets. Nice. And, you know, another fun feature in this room is we put in a pantry behind the cabinet doors. And so when the cabinet doors are closed, it looks just like it's a set of cabinets. But oh. you open them up and they're walkthrough and you can walk into a whole different room, pantry room. And so the client wanted that as kind of a fun thing for them. But it's one of those design things that we get to work into that was one of their yeah. hot, hot buttons as they put that together. I have a question for you. Yes. How much shiplap do you install? <laughs> we, the fun, that is a great question. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't do that much shiplap, actually, ironically, yeah. just because at the end of the day, by the time we show people the application and the reality and that it might be a trend. Right. Um, yeah. A lot of people's, you know, if they do it, they do it in a small area or a bedroom, and they're not something that's a lot that they're going to have for a long time. Yeah. Tony and I have very <laughs> differing opinions on trends. Yes. Yeah. I don't like to be. I don't like to ride that edge of trendy. You know, I, I'm not the the guy that's going to put, uh, you know, those mosaic 
matte finished tiles in my bathroom floor because I know in like five years I'm gonna go, oh man, that Those was tiles are driving me that crazy. Was, <laughs> that was so 2020. I'm <laughs> done with that. Yeah, the whole conversation started honestly when I remodeled my my guest bathroom and uh, I put a vessel sink. <laughs> And oh, I put yes. it on top of an old uh, antique dresser that I converted over. So trendy. And Corey was like, that trend was gone <laughs> before you even installed it, which is interesting because during the break, we talked a little bit about how trends go away, how they're relative, but how sometimes a trend is only old to the people who got on that train early and the people that are coming along later are seeing yeah. other people with it, like you said, Robert, seeing other people with it and thinking, that's what I want, but by now it's so already gone. The worst thing you can do is get on the train and the last person on that train. <laughs> we got to take another quick break. When we come back, more with Mountain Wood Homes. You're listening to Tony Corey, your Weekend Warriors. Don't go away. Listening to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. Now, here's Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for staying with us. Today, we've got Robert Wood with Mountain Wood Homes, local Portland area remodeler, in the studio with us, and we're talking about the tour of remodeled homes. He's got a home on the tour this year. And uh, we've been talking a little bit about that project. You guys, this was a unique project. Your client found the house and then invited you guys over to go essentially remodel everything. In this. So they didn't, they didn't live there. Uh, you know, we've talked about this before, but you, when you choose a remodeler, you know, you're kind of living with that person. Right. You know, they show up at 8 a.m. when you're still having your morning coffee. And right. They're like, right. excuse me, <laughs> get out of my way. Um, so this was probably a really good project. Did it go faster, do you feel, not having someone live there? I think they are more efficient. I mean, this was a big project, so it did take a lot of time no matter what. But it does make it easier if a client has the ability not be in the house when we do remodels. It typically does. Um, that's not always the case. The majority of time, that's yeah, not the case. Yeah, I would say majority yeah. is probably there. Yes. They're uh, in the other bedroom. Or, I, I think yeah. a lot of times when people think about that, right, living in the house and having it remodeled at the same time, right, they're reminded of the movie, a Tom Hanks movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, Money Pit. Money, Money Pit. Was Pit. it Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks. Yeah. Anyway, funny movie, right? <laughs> I mean, the funniest movie ever. And they, they went through some uh, some rough times. It's not like that. It's. Not, I mean, I guess it could be, potentially, but... It could feel heard... like that. When it starts dragging on and we're in the middle of the project, people are like, okay, it's it's longer than I thought it was going to be. It's worse yeah. than I thought it was going to be. But that is definitely stories. That is definitely a result of a lack of communication <laughs> and preparation on the front side. We actually talked about that. Right. Uh, how much time is required ahead of time in order to start a project off in the right direction, at the right pace, right, going the right way. And those are expectations because you think about how long does a project like this take and the actual construction, the remodel project, is only a fraction of the amount of full time because of all the pre-preparation that needs to be done. 
Absolutely. I mean, that is a, it's a number one question or number two question we get asked. How much is it going to cost and how long is it going to take? <laughs> but that question is always framed, like you say, Tony, around this um, start of construction, end of construction. And a true project, you need to get in, you need to do some design work ahead of time. We need to extract out of their heads what they want it to look like. We need to put it into our CAD programs. We render it in 3D so they can see and make sure we're all on the same page. We have to write a scope of work and a contract out for that work to be done. Um, some projects that require engineering and, and construction drawings, that's another chunk of time. Then you need to turn it into a county or a jurisdiction for permitting. That can take time. So that, And then we need to make all those selections ahead of time so that we're not calling you up in the middle of the day and going, oh, we need your paint color tomorrow morning at 3 a.m. Right. You know. <laughs> yeah. um, Painter's showing up. Yeah. Uh, Can you, you have the paint color? color? <laughs> yeah. No, we, want, we do all that ahead of time. And so really, like you said, a bathroom that can be done in 8 to 10 weeks may take 3 to 4 months of planning ahead of time so that it truly can be executed in the least amount of time during the construction and dust period and yeah. have the best results. Here's a uh, something that Tony and I actually talked about um, a couple weeks ago is CC&Rs. Do you find it useful or would a, a client potentially find it useful to hire someone that's familiar with a particular neighborhood's CC&Rs? Oh, I think it, you know, it helps. Most builders can navigate their way through that. But, I mean, that's another planning issue because if you have to have something approved by a neighborhood committee, they don't meet all the time. Right. And then you got to get plans in front of them on their meeting schedule. Somebody's going to always have some comment. And yeah, then right. you got to address the comment, then get it back to them. So then you've got this other piece of time. So it is good to have somebody that's familiar with that process. And, of course, some areas of CCNRs are – fairly easy to navigate but if you get in downtown portland and some historic areas and some of that it's a it it can take as long to navigate the historic preservation and the ccrs of that as it can to get a building permit yeah and so you had to add that time and have somebody who is and, familiar with and that. cost and cost you know, it could potentially you could take a project that might cost forty thousand in ccrs come in and say oh actually you can only put wood windows in there. And actually, you can only use clear cedar. Yeah. And actually, you know, there's there's all of these lists of things. And, and I feel like we let's talk about this a little bit more because having a prepared customer, a, a potential client who's more prepared mentally, in, mentally and just physically, if they, they walk in with the, the, the correct material to get the information that they want. I mean, somebody walking in the door saying, how much is a kitchen? You know, that's, that's not useful. That's not right. a very good question as somebody that has remodeled the kitchen. I know the million things that go into doing one. What are some of the things? Let's talk about some of those things that you would find helpful. Um, for a potential for client a potential to already client, know. You know, hey, do you have CCNRs? Uh, you know, what, what sort of things like that? All those things we do ask during our process, we generally have a first meeting with clients and go out and meet them at their home and uh, just discuss that. And we are we are going to ask more questions than we're actually going to give information. And some people want us to solve all the problems right, right there. 
but we can't solve the problems until we ask the questions. So we do ask, okay, what are the CCNRs? You know, do we have to go through that? And and have you done it before? Have you heard about your neighbor who did it? And how is the process? We don't we don't know maybe because we haven't done that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, we also are just asking for what they expect as far as design and what their thoughts are and how they want it. The biggest thing that we're trying to solve with clients is there's a pain point and there's a reason they want their kitchen remodeled. They may say, oh, I'm tired of the cabinets. Right. But um, if you dig a little bit deeper, you find out, okay, I'm tired of the cabinets because the peninsula sticks out right here. Well, why does that bother you? Well, last year we had Christmas dinner here and we couldn't get anybody in here because this was a pinch point and only two people could be in the kitchen. And that's the thing that really drives me crazy. And that's why we called you January 1st. Yeah. Right. You found the reason and now you can help them solve that problem in their kitchen. And that drives all of the design because you're constantly going back to that saying, okay, now next Christmas, you're going to have the best event ever here because we've solved the pain point. And so it's always finding that. And so the clients helping them identify that, that's a big part of what we do. That's got to be, that's really good advice, I feel like, for somebody that is thinking about getting a remodel done. Because, you know, they don't know. You know, if somebody sat down and asked me, right now, why why do you want this? I I mean, it's kind of intimidating. You're like, well, uh, it's old. Uh, You know, well, the the floor's cracked. You know, there's, there's a lot of those things. And to be prepared, you know, to kind of have an idea, maybe make notes on some of the things that bother you. You know, this is why I hate this. And I definitely don't want this. I definitely don't want a stainless steel sink or whatever it may be, because this is why I hate that. Mm-hmm. You know, make those notes, I feel. And there's a, and the social media and the websites are available to us so we can get a lot of visual representation now, like you said, Corey, of tell us what you do like give us we always say hey give us five or six pictures of something you really like i don't want to know the details and give us one picture of something you don't like if you throw that in front of a professional designer we know where to drive the bus oh right right and that's really fun with clients just give us something that feels good it makes you just feel great when you open it up. And there's so much available. So that's a fun part. Yeah, back do. in the day, it used to be magazine yeah. clippings. <laughs> tear, cut, ma- tearing up magazine yeah. shredders. Cut up, cut up a bunch <laughs> of magazines. what I call my wife, a magazine shredder. She still does it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now you have things like House. You right. know, House.com yeah. and Pinterest and, and a yeah, lot of used different... Yeah, it used to be a vision board. Right. Yeah, vision. It's now it's still, Pinterest. That's now still a Pinterest. thing. The vision board thing's coming back, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, that that is. It's a, that's a good tip. For people that are considering a remodel is, you know, when they walk in and say, well, what what do you want to choose for the flooring? You know, there's multitudes of options. You so know, many. Carpet yeah. and wood and tile and, you know, linoleum. There's there's all of these things. And if you have no idea, it's going to the process is going to take a lot longer, I feel like. So it is. It's really boiling it down. A client coming prepared with something that says, this is what makes me feel good and what I want my home to feel like, gets away from the details, but lets us create the solutions yeah. so they have something that feels that way. That's a very good tip. I agree with that. I I feel like um, I feel like you it's easy for you to it's easy for you to look at something that, that you want to see there, but trying to find it or describe it or know where you would have to go and get it is, is much harder. 
we got to take one more quick break. You're listening to Tony Corey, your weekend warriors. Don't go away. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show built by Par Lumber. I'm Corey Valdez. I'm Tony Cookston. Thanks for sticking with us today. We're, uh, we're talking with Robert Wood with Mountain Wood Homes in the studio with us. He's a uh, local remodeler. He's on the tour of remodeled homes this year with a fabulous project that you worked on. Uh, if you're interested in going to the tour of remodeled homes, it's March 14th through the 15th, two days. There's 13 houses and if you want to go check that out, go to RemodelTourPortland.com for your tickets. Uh, it's open 10 to 5 on both Saturday and Sunday. Uh, go check that out. Robert, before the break, we were kind of talking about people choosing things for their house. It's When you're doing a remodel, you have an in-house uh, designer that you work with that, that holds your client's hands from start to finish to make the right choices. Tony and I just did a show not too long ago about design trends, and we find it it's such a fascinating topic because design trends come and go so quickly. You know, we wonder, barn doors, for instance. Yeah, barn doors. We wonder if you find yourself, you and your team, find yourself trying to guide somebody through the trends and helping them to not make a decision that you feel like they'll be regretting in five years. Or, you know, however, however See, that, this is. is why I would be a terrible remodeler, because somebody would come to me and they'd say, I want shiplap everywhere in barn doors. And I'd go, Ooh, you don't want to do that. That's we, me. We were thinking about maybe putting some marmoleum in the uh, in the master bathroom on the floor. Is that all tile countertops? <laughs> There's a lot of trends out there now, and it is fun. I mean, it, we do we do have a design team that help people through that. It's fun to listen to what clients want. Uh, as project developers on sales, we hear that first off because people do have some ideas of what they want to do. And uh, we always get to kind of corral that with their wants and needs and budgets. But, you know, it, we spend a lot of time. It's funny you bring that up. I mean, today I was on a conversation with one of my clients who said, I want to do this and this to the front of my new custom home. And I said, I don't think that's going to look good long term. <laughs> and, uh, Are you sure? and I had to say it just like that. But, you know, and we'll work through exactly what works great for him. But, uh, you know, the funnest thing, you know, people always say nowadays, we want quartz countertops. And uh, that's what they, because there's a lot of money behind quartz. We see it in the advertising, we see it in magazines, we hear it, we see it on the internet. Um, the interesting thing that we see is clients still in the Northwest like the natural granite material and the movement of the stone. And so when we take them down to the showroom, somebody who thought they might want quartz actually falls in love with a beautiful natural product just because of the sheer beauty of it. And so it's always fun to, you know, work through clients with that. You know, last uh, 
a couple weeks ago, we were at the International Builders Show. They talked about trends following up on this quartz thing. And there's a lot of quartz out there. The nice thing is you can get it in all different colors and all different shades. And now they're even getting some patterns in it that look pretty realistic. But they're, they're saying they use the word quartz fatigue. And they think they're seeing that in the design market. And they'll see other products that'll come on. There's some porcelain products and some other natural, even like paper stone and some of these other products that there's going to be more technology going into that. And they see those coming around over the years. So it's fun to see all that. What about, we kind of touched on this during the break, what about concrete countertops? That that seemed to me like a trend that never really took off. I You know, you kind of saw it for a minute that I don't, I, don't, I don't feel like it's ever taken <laughs> off, but I think people have this idea that they're green, that they're inexpensive. Is that really the case? Well, you know, they do. They have the idea, because as we joked about, you can buy a bag of concrete for four bucks somewhere, and, yeah. and that ought to, you know, you might need four bags of concrete to do my whole countertop. <laughs> um, the uh, Yeah, the reality is uh, concrete countertops are expensive, actually, to do because there's a lot of fabrication labor into them. And the truth is, we don't make them so that they're heavy like concrete. We're actually trying to make them very light so that they can be transported and fabricated really easy. And then they have to be extremely durable, which is not normal concrete properties that you buy in the bag. Right. So it's very expensive concrete. It's colored. Um, and, And there's some really great concrete products. It just usually is the price point that tends to push people away ultimately. Yeah. But it does have superb design feasibility. We've done it around fireplaces. We've done it on countertops. And so you can really do some unique things. We, we're putting in a house that has concrete sinks in it now, but it has quartz around the concrete sinks. And so we've integrated that into oh, the design. That is interesting. Wow. What, uh, what do you see on the horizon? You said we're getting quartz fatigue. What, uh, are there some new products that we should be looking out for? You said something about porcelain. Yeah, so some porcelain now. There's some porcelain products that I that I've seen that you know come in slabs that I believe are ten ten feet long, five feet wide, really big slabs, and now they have the patterning in patterning so patterning so well in them that they look like natural stone, but yet then they're you know they they're durable. They don't absorb anything, and and they're lighter to install. And uh, they seem to be really coming on strong. You can actually put them in vertical installation, so walls. Oh, interesting. And you can do them on countertops. And so they really have some things that um, are coming around. And then there's a lot of other, there's, you know, some countertops out of, like, paper products. They call them paper stone and some of those that are actually coming on as long as well. Actual paper. Actual paper that's compressed and, and poured and then with resins. And it's always really about being a green product. We do want something that's sustainable as it's manufactured and then as well as it's in the house. That's, that is a good, you know, they call it a green trend, but it's a good, good for the environment and, and good, good for all of us. Yes. You know, it's interesting, you know, we talk about this all the time on the show, too, is, uh, you know, sustainability and green products. And it is interesting, the idea behind green product, because, you know, if you're building a kitchen, and, you know, it's out of style in 15 years. You're tearing everything out of that and throwing it in the dumpster and bringing all new stuff in. So it's like, how really green are we talking? And it really, it comes down to the manufacturing because that is us 
as a as a civilization, we we like new things. We want it to look new and fresh. And I don't think that's ever going to change. It's just going to be changing it over and changing it over. I'm sure you can choose products and designs that are going to last a little longer. Maybe not the trendiest things in the in the book, right? Well, he's always picking on my vessel sink. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm. Just, I mean, you're going to have that vessel sink for at least twenty more years. <laughs> if I if I have my house for twenty more years, I guess that's it's a possibility. But as long as it's functional, right? right then uh, then the rest is the rest is uh, relative, right? Uh, I don't I don't think that my vessel sink and antique uh, dresser converted antique dresser is going to lower the resale value of my house by too much. Well, but when you're done with it, you can repurpose that vessel sink as like a popcorn bowl. Yeah, there and then I could probably great. turn the dresser back into a dresser yeah. again. There you go. You fill the hole in the That's top right. and you can put your clothes in it. Have Habitat for Humanity come out and yeah, deconstruct there you go. it. we got to take a quick break. When we come back, more with Mountain Wood Homes and Robert Wood. You're listening to Tony and Corey, your weekend warriors. Don't go away. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for staying with us. Today we're talking with Robert Wood with Mountain Wood Homes. He's on the tour of remodeled homes this year with a fabulous house. And uh, we've been talking about design trends a little bit the last uh, last segment there. And it's really interesting to us. We love talking about design trends because things come and go so quickly. What are some of the things you see in the kitchen that are really starting to change? Or some, maybe some new things you're really starting to see, like farmhouse sinks, for instance. They were like the hottest <laughs> things in the world. Corey only cares about farmhouse sink because well, he I has one. one. They're going out. He's afraid going that it's going to lower the resale value of his home. Well, but no. It's I could take it out for you, Corey, and get you a new one. Things like that, you know. So, yeah, we are seeing some trends. You know, the one thing that in kitchens, the gray with the... The gray on gray. Gray on gray with the dark floors, that, you know, that... Is it seems like it's making its way out now, and uh, people are putting in some more warm tones. We have some gray fatigue. Yeah, gray <laughs> fatigue. Grayish, grayish fatigue. <laughs> Not gray <laughs> fatigues, but gray. It's fatigue. it's gray, but it's warm gray. Warm yeah. gray. Yeah. Warm gray. But uh, we're seeing that go away. We're seeing some now stained cabinetry is coming back, and but you're seeing some of the you know walnut and some of the other wood species that just bring a new flavor and a new finish in. We've even we've done a few houses that have walnut that have a dry finish. And so if oh, you've ever really? seen walnut, walnut when it has a wet finish right. or a slick finish is really dark. When it has a dry finish, it actually is kind of d- light and dull. And you can actually use that wood with two different finishes and have a different design in there. And so we've done that. And that's that's a lot of fun to see that. How do you do a dry that finish? That is very interesting. It's like a it's like a matte finish, I guess. Yeah, it's you know, not really dry. It's still applied lacquer, but it's like a, a matte, matte finish. No sheen, yeah. yeah. So it has no sheen and it doesn't 
it doesn't wet the wood actually like the interesting yeah. very, very interesting cool. this is making me rethink the finish on my walnut table i have a black <laughs> walnut dining room table that Corey and i uh built and uh and it's got a it's got a you know a satin finish on it but i think i could go for something matte that would be pretty sweet Yep. Yeah. What do you think about refinishing my dining room table? I don't want to. Yeah, All right. There you, go. you guys don't want to get back into that. <laughs> we huh? just finished it. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is your problem. You're always on the last person on the train. Yeah. So oak cabinets is out. Yeah, oak cabinets. Now, the interesting thing, oak is coming back in that we're using the quarter sawn oak and the riff sawn. And so you're seeing that grain come back. But we're not doing the honey stain. So <laughs> the honey stain is still out. All right, okay. But, okay so good. as oak comes back, you know, we do see some gray stains, dare I say, but um, some other dark colors too. But just that natural rifts on and those pretty grains get, get accentuated in the oak. Quarter sawn oak, you would see a lot in like the craftsman design. You know, you, that, that old, what era, 1940s? Probably 1930s, 1940s, the craftsmen, the really ornate wood. You yeah. see quarter sawn and riff sawn oak. Yeah. Versus that flat grain that we saw through the 80s. Pretty cool. I mean, sort of a retro return kind of thing. Yeah. And it's to not me, really... it does scream craftsman. Yeah, and it's and we're not using it a lot in craftsman design. There's some shaker style cabinets, but a lot of it's even in the more modern design with flush style drawers and the things that we see. Um, it works really well in there because now you, you the flush door doesn't have a lot of detail, so the grain provides the detail and, yeah. the, and the movement, and so that's where it really works good. Hmm. Other cabinets, you know, the the foil or the 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 I call it a kind of a plastic because it really is that, but where you're getting the high gloss cabinets, mm-hmm. so those are coming, you know, super modern, super modern because there is a lot of modern design, but they're mixing that, especially in our area, with woods to give that more warm feeling. We've- Interesting. Um, that is kind of one of the unique things about the Portland, probably the whole Pacific Northwest. There's like this mixture of architecture and design here where it's. It's hard to explain because it is. It's almost like modern, rustic, you know, classic. There's like a lot of design elements that go in together that kind of makes this Northwest feel. It is, really. And and that's the only way I've been able to define it, too, is Northwest, Corey, because we get a lot of influence from different markets and we're not really super high and contemporary or we're not really rustic, but we want the blend and we like... We live in an area that's beautiful. Yeah, we live amongst the trees, and so we we naturally gravitate to that. Yeah, that's uh, that's I love that technique or that or that ideology that we can just take kind of anything. You know, we, during the break we were talking a little bit about you know keeping designs flow, keep it design flow through a home. What would you speak to that, or how would you speak to that? Well, we get a lot of that where people see a very modern kitchen. I mean, modern design is in contemporary, if that's a term you want to use. Like Scandinavian style. Right. And But yet, as we design with folks and we bring up, you know, do you really want this to be dramatically different than the front or the style of your home and or neighborhood? People are like, no, I'd like it to blend or transition. And so that's the fun part of the design is working with them to get that new modern feel, but still make it feel like it fits in their home yeah. and isn't just 
something that's out of place because you notice something no matter how well it's done if it's out of place you really do notice that and the the key is to make it look like it just feels like it blends right in and it's a transition i feel like for a long period of time now um most recently but for a long period of time people have really been pushing hard to get more outdoor living space do you find that people are still pushing for outdoor living space Absolutely. I mean, we just went through one of the longest rainy periods in Portland, and all of us are still loving the sunshine we got here (laughs) recently. But um, yeah, outdoor living is huge, and trying to figure that out, um, it's not inexpensive is the thing I run into. A lot of people think, oh, I should be able to pull up a patio cover for (laughs) $1,500, and and then they show me a picture of one that's $100,000. So we have to bridge that gap. But it's really, we when we put those spaces in we can really use them year round we find and you know you now you can have them heated and you can have them covered part of the time or open and and it really is a fun space yeah waterproof lighted ceiling fans your heaters oh your yeah tvs we, yeah. we oh, do yeah. tv we're designing i think two of them right now that have to have a fireplace have to have the tv have the heaters have the drop down screens on them um and that's what they want, but they'll use it. It's not something they're wasting their money on. They'll actually be out in that space during this time of year and using it. Yeah, Corey and I have been through a few houses, uh, tour remodeled home tour houses, and also Street of Dreams houses, where they open up this space with with a sixteen foot door that yeah. the, that opens up a clear opening, and when the door is open and stored or whatever. You, you can't tell the difference between the interior space and the exterior space. They've tied it together and put an exterior door in there. But when the door is open, it just looks like one big giant space. That is, a, a to me, in my mind, it's amazing looking at it and imagining myself lounging out, you know, with my feet up, drinking a Mai Tai or something. Throwing a pizza in your pizza in oven. In my pizza oven. There yeah. you go. <laughs> That's what makes them. Get a pizza oven. Outside pizza oven. <laughs> yeah, it seems like outdoor living is definitely a draw and certainly something that increases the resale value of your home if it's done right. Obviously, you can slap together a standard and better deck, right, with with, with no type of exterior materials at all that's really inexpensive, but that doesn't, just having it there doesn't make it Uh, doesn't make it valuable, right? No, covered really, I mean, covered really does bring it and brings the value when you can cover it up and use it in our time. You can use it all the time of year around here. That really makes a difference. Yeah, one of my, uh, I actually just got one installed, but one of my uh, customer friends is a uh, a dealer for a, a product that's an aluminum, an extruded aluminum patio cover that's electric. So you push a button and when it's sunny out, you can open it up and have the sun shine in which we all love that here in oregon and uh when it's raining you just push the button and it closes up and, and it's waterproof and it's waterproof and it yeah. manages the water that it that it receives which is actually very cool we got to take another quick break you're listening to tony Gore, your weekend warriors don't go away to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show built by Par Lumber. Now, here's Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for staying with us. 
If you haven't already, go check out our Facebook and Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest. We're all over online. We're at WW Home Show. Uh, we're recording the show right now for our YouTube channels. You can go check out our video podcast there. Uh, if you're interested in listening to this as a podcast, you can search us on Apple Podcasts, uh, the Google Play Store, uh, Spotify, Spotify, and what's I the Heart other? Radio. I Heart Radio. Yep, and an Apple Podcast. So, uh, yeah, those are all over online. You can go find those. And uh, we'd love if you followed us and gave us some comments. If you want to send us an email, you can send it to uh, weekendwarriors at par.com. That's P A R R.com. Uh, we'd love getting feedback and questions. And uh, if it's a good question, we'll, we'll bring it up on the air and talk about it. Absolutely. Uh, so, we've got Robert Wood uh, with Mountain Wood Homes in the studio with us. He's a local uh, remodeler, been around for a long time. Uh, how does somebody get a hold of Mountainwood Homes? The best way to reach out us, to us is through our website, mountainwoodhomes.com. Um, mountainwoodhomes.com. It's just easy to remember. Yeah. Otherwise, your personal cell phone number will be fine. Just go ahead and. <laughs> you can call that as well. 1 800. Yeah, 1 yeah, 800. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, we can give out our, our office number as well 503-746-7338 if you're if that's easier but yeah. yeah we'd love to talk to you about any kind of projects you have yeah and if you're in the market if you're serious if you're serious about doing a project and you're in the market to hire a general contractor remodeler builder uh, the tour of remodeled homes is essential absolutely and it's coming up here in a few weeks it's uh, march 14th through the 15th uh, 10 a.m to 5 p.m there's 13 remodelers and 13 houses on the tour. It's a driving tour, and uh, you just go to RemodelTourPortland.com. That's RemodelTourPortland.com to buy tickets. You get a little book with all of the addresses, and uh, you just drive them at your leisure like a wine tour. Yeah, <laughs> And you can go to RemodelTourPortland.com and check out pictures of the homes that have been remodeled. And you'll see the contractors' uh, names and contact information and all that stuff on there. Choose the ones you want to see, and uh, be, if you don't want to, if you don't want to go to one, don't go to one. You get to choose. You go do it at, in your time frame over the course of those two days, and you will be inspired. I guarantee it. Yeah, you really get to see uh, the quality, and you can get some inspiration. You know, if uh, and a chocolate chip if, cookie, probably. <laughs> You might if, even get a cho warm chocolate chip. I'm cookie. sure. <laughs> but that's the thing. We talked about this earlier. If you don't even know where to start with your house, look on there. There's a lot yep. of before pictures, and you can see, man, that kind of looks like my house. I'll bet you they can do that same thing yep. with mine. Absolutely. And uh, go check them out. Go talk to uh, Robert Wood. You'll be there at your tour house answering all kinds of questions. We will be there. Be there both days, and uh, our, our people would love to talk. I would love to talk to you. I'll be there along with uh, our sales team and everybody else from our company. We're going to be out there in force because we love meeting clients and talking to them yeah. about the fun projects that we do. So I, I'm going to be a little selfish here because I have a bathroom remodel coming up. We've been talking about design trends a little bit. What do you see in the bathroom as far as design trends? Obviously, the corner tubs are gone. Yeah. The uh, Freestanding acrylic tubs now seem to be the thing. Uh, which are really nice. Corey is concerned because we were looking at some outdated design trends online, and it, it said multiple shower heads in your shower is going the way of the dodo bird. And Corey likes to be hit with water from all sides when he's, when he's in the shower. So we're worried. Are multiple shower heads going away? 
I don't know that that necessarily is going away is what I see as a trend. Um, I think people get to choose, um, and we probably have 50% of our clients that do bathrooms, put multiple shower heads in. And then there's a few other ones who will put body sprays and even add some extra water to that. Um, but there's really a lot of nice trends as far as the plumbing fixtures. So a lot of people like to have that rain head type look and feel of that water on them. And so sometimes it originally you just had to do that in the center of your shower. Now you can actually buy shower accessories where it can come out of the wall and still have that rain head effect. Wow. Um, showers also, you know, curbless showers seem to be the trend right now. If you can work those into your remodel, um, you know, that's hard it, to do because is, doing a curbless shower means that you have to think about how the floor planes out. It means you can't have the cat in the bathroom with you while you're showering, or or the cat will get wet. Yeah, that th- I hadn't thought about that, Tony. But that, I don't weird, recommend that. It's a weird thing to say, Tony. <laughs> but the uh, but yeah, you do have to think about the structure if you're going to do a curbless shower because we do need to lower the structure down a little bit, and there's ways to do that. Sometimes second floors don't allow that in remodels, but generally it's it can be worked in. Linear drains, you're seeing some of that. We can actually do a similar thing with a square drain, save people money, yeah. but get the same curbless effect. So those are some good trends. The tubs are going. I mean, that big corner tub is out. The jacuzzi tub. The jacuzzi tub that's used to store clothes, or one of my guys, <laughs> one guy told me, I store my fishing gear in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or I said they get filled with Barbies because you just end up put, putting your children in there. There yeah. you go. Um, those are going out. Everybody asks us, you know, oh, well, what about resell, you know, and how do I handle that? So you see some people putting an acrylic freestanding tub in that space. Other people will use that space to make a bigger shower. And uh, what we see is, you know, from what we're recommending is as long as there's another tub in the in that floor, you probably are okay as long as you put in a nice shower. Most of us use showers on a daily basis, and mm-hmm. you build a nice big shower that you're comfortable in. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have multiple heads in it um, for body sprays and stuff. But you build a nice shower, and the resale value is not going to change because most of us use those showers all the time. Right. What about the the hardware, the finish of the hardware? Is it chrome? Is it brushed? Bright, nickel. Bright, are there anything else that's coming out of bright I brass? Mean, we rose, see a lot of bright brass. Rose these days. gold <laughs> kind of made a comeback, and I heard that came and went pretty quickly. <laughs> the rose did come and go pretty quickly, but you the interesting thing, you are seeing the brass color come back, but now it's a brushed or it's not shiny. And so you're seeing that gold tone come back. And uh, otherwise you see a lot of chrome. Still, chrome is timeless. Um And it really does match kind of the design trends. We still see some, if it's a more traditional design, you see the dark colors, the the bronze and the black color. Black is kind of an in thing right now as far as a dark color. And it can go contemporary as well. What about glass on the shower? You know, is it? Nobody likes it. Nobody (laughs) likes it. Because they have to clean it because it gets water spots all over it. So what is it? I mean, what are people doing now? You have to do it. I mean, it really is. You have to do it, and you have to clean it. We just recommend people clean it regularly. There are some products you can put on that supposedly make it 
last longer and clean easier. Rain-X. Rain-X or diamond <laughs> your, seal. Just don't drip it on the floor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go flying. But they still, we still do a lot of glass. Again, most of the time it's because we're trying to let light in and get that open feeling so the glass is still in. Tiles, the fun thing about tiles now, though, are they have ginormous patterns. I mean, literally in a shower, you can have tiles that are two foot by three foot. And so just think about how many grout joints are not there right. because of that large format. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. Nobody wants to clean grout. No. I mean, some of the newer grouts, though, uh, like the epoxy grouts, they don't... Um, they're not. They're not absorbed. They're not. They're porous. not susceptible to yeah. the you know the mold and mildew buildup. Right. What about glass? The uh, going back to the glass thing, uh, patterns and in, in. Don't you know. tell me glass block, Corey. No, We're not no, doing that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> glass block went out with whitewashed uh, oak. Yeah. The uh, no more like the um, obscured is. Are people just doing clear? Or rain glass or something like that? Obscured glass. So you see in the windows, you see a lot of obscure glass. You can do rain. There's glue chip, and there's a, I don't know, there was probably 15 different patterns you can do there. Um, On the glass surround, most of the time, people do clear still. Occasionally, some people do frosted, but it just doesn't look as good. Frosted screams at 80s. It does. Okay, we'll be right back after this break. We're listening to Tony and Corey, Your Weekend Warriors. Don't go away. Welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for staying with us. Today in the show, we've got Robert Wood with Mountain Wood Homes in the studio talking about his Tour of Remodeled Homes project, which is coming up. You can go check that out. Uh, most of the houses are in the Portland uh, Southwest. Kind of the I-5 corridor. Yeah, yeah okay. most of them are in that. Wilsonville that to Portland or Lake Oswego, probably, I'm sure. Yes. So uh, if you're in the area and you're interested, you can go check out Robert's work and uh, his whole team and see what an amazing job they did. Um, Let's talk a little bit. We've only got one segment left. Let's talk about what what things would you give, what advice would you give to somebody who's wanting to get a project done? I mean, before, earlier in the show, we talked about, you know, preparing, mentally preparing yourself to do a project. If you're going to walk in and be serious about getting a remodel done, you're going to ask a lot of questions. And you're going you're gonna to ask them questions that they might not know the answers to, and you're going to dig down. So I think one of the first tips would be to think about those things. Maybe make notes and understand why you're even doing this project. What are some other things, like through the process? Say you figured all that out. You've gone and you sat down with your designer, with the architect. You've come up with an amazing plan. Then what? So one of the things that I always recommend, and us being a design-build company, it comes from our philosophy, but I, I tell anybody when I go into their home for the first time, I really recommend that they pick a contractor as soon as possible. The reason is, um, one, that contractor has all the knowledge to do the construction. The other part is they're going to spend all your money. Yeah. And so you need to have them on your team 
as soon as possible and be part of the collaboration through the design process. Even if you're using an outside architect, even if you're using an outside designer, get your contractor involved because at the end of the day, they're the ones that are going to help you maintain your budget and know and be able to provide those selections. I run into lots of clients that come to me with plans or designs and say, I am ready to do this. I love the design. This is great. I think it's going to be $150,000. And unfortunately, I have to say it's three seventy-five. dollars Yeah. And their dreams are dashed. Yeah. And money they've invested has gone away. And they take it to the next guy, and he says it's going to be four hundred, and the next guy says it's going to be two eighty, and it's just out of their budget. But then they finally it... get to somebody that says, <laughs> "I'll do it for a hundred. Yeah, <laughs> 50, sometimes 50% they do percent down. Yeah, they sometimes they do find that. But it, it, it that's why I recommend is a bit, get connected with a contractor. It's a relationship. I actually have. I'll interject, uh, Tony and I. You know, being in the building materials industry, we see this all the time. We see a customer that walks in with a set of plans, a contractor, and they're, you know, they hand it to us and they, you know, we get them the price and they're always like, oh my goodness, uh, my customer's budget is only 80000 and these materials are 70000 You know, <laughs> it, it's just impossible. And a lot of times I, we have to go through and explain to people sometimes design, design decisions that you make can, can range between... You know, you could change something that costs maybe a thousand, and in the slightest change can cost you twenty thousand, because all of a sudden you've moved this load-bearing wall over two feet, and that has cost you in engineering and gigantic beams and labor. It's really you make a good point. Choose somebody up front so that you can work with them within your budget, so they know you can't e- don't even go down that path. Right, exactly. Don't, don't move that load-bearing wall. We can figure something else out. Let's do it this way. You know, yeah, you don't want to move your toilet from that wall to that wall because that's going to cost you five grand. You know, it's these sorts of questions. That's a really good tip. Well, and it's those questions. And, and contractors, for the most part, we get a bad rap, but most of us want to have the project designed the way the client wants it. At the end of the day, we don't get a project if it doesn't fall in their budget. And so we have the creative solutions a lot of times to get things done. And we have experience from other projects. And so that's where it really comes in. So that is the number one tip I give people. Choose early. And it's, and it's counterintuitive. Everybody thinks, get my plans drawn, then go give it to four people and get the best price. And that's the guy I'm going with. Right. It's a relationship. You know, I say in our business, you know, um, we're a customer service business. We just happen to build cool things. And so it is about us creating that relationship with our clients. I tell you what, I love the analogy of like a guided tour, maybe like a Sherpa. I feel like <laughs> you're a Sherpa and the customer is climbing Mount Everest and you're climbing Mount Everest and they see this, this path, this trail, and they want to go this way. They're going to go this way. And they will go five miles out of their way and then it's a dead end. And you said, don't go that way. You don't want to go that way. I'm telling you, I've been that way. And that's going to deflate your balloon. That's going to be a dead end for you. Yeah. You need to come this way. So literally, you are the Mount Everest Sherpa of building and remodeling. And you can help people from being deflated, from finding a dead end, and from maybe potentially not going forward with their project because of that reason. It's funny you bring that up because this week, 
alone, we were talking about how do we define our path, how we take people through this. And the analogy that we came up with is it's a mountain climb and we're the mountain guides. Yes. So way to go, Tony. How about that? I just, I just totally I divined now, that from Now we mind. can be Sherpas. I even like that better. <laughs> Find your Sherpa early. It's yeah. a mountain climb to the mountain wood. Absolutely. Homes. It's great. I'll tell you what. When we think about this journey that people go through with you, coming out the other side, the very biggest, most important thing for them is that they have – X amount invested in this project, um, what they paid for the home originally, um, what they paid for the remodel, and then what the project is valued at after. The return on investment. Yes. Corey and I talk about this all the time, cost versus value, and making decisions that will benefit you in the end. It doesn't do you good to spend more than you can get back out of the project when you sell later. Do you feel like this is something that as a company, Mountain Wood Homes focuses on for each of their clients? We tell our clients right up front in the first, it is always a question. You know, I you hear this, I don't want to overbuild the neighborhood. Number one thing, or <laughs> I want to have my resale value intact. We tell people all the time as we're talking to them, look, I want to know how much time are you planning on spending in this house? If it's less than five years, we're going to help them design a project that has resale value. If it's more than five years, there's emotional buy into this. They're not going to wear out a kitchen in that 10-year period. They're going to get to use value and have that value come back. And so we counsel them all the time. And, and quite frankly, I tell people, you shouldn't spend that much. I want you to. I'll take your money. But you shouldn't spend that much if you're going to leave in a year. Yeah. yeah. No, that makes that makes absolutely perfect sense. I, I get exactly what you're saying because Corey and I regularly run into this exact thing. This is quality of life because it's what you've chosen and what you want. This is resale value. And those two aren't always the same. No. They just aren't. People want a pool, right? Yeah. And you think, <laughs> well, you're not going to probably get your money out of that. But that doesn't mean you can't have it. If you want it and you're going to be there to use it and, and get your money out of it, then by all means, build it. There's use value that you're getting out of it. Use value. I the love National, that term. The National Home Builders Association puts out every year a report called the uh, cost, versus, cost value. versus value. And we talk, we've done that show a few times here where we go through that list, and it's, it's unbelievable. It's out now. Brand yeah. new one's out. It's unbelievable <laughs> the types of things that, you know, that are the highest on that list and the lowest. And some of the lowest things are really like quality of life things, like, uh, for instance, a home office. A built-in home office, you get no money back out of it. You're actually Zero. losing money right. by converting that. I feel the same way about people that convert their garages into living space. Personally, I think it's a terrible idea. Don't do it. But you know, it depends on your situation, of course. But uh, you know, what are some of the things? What what what, do you, what else do you see where people want to do that they shouldn't? That well, you would I mean, steer no. them away from. Well, I mean, the ones we steer them away for from are, like you say, you know, spaces. The, the, most, the most return on value is kitchens and bathrooms. And so investing that money there is always that. So we guide them that direction. And by and large, that's what most people do. It's when they start doing, you know, weird little things with their, you know. Indoor doing, koi ponds. Yeah, or outdoor <laughs> living that really doesn't tie into the house and is weird. Or they, you know, they want to put in a, a man cave, which we all think is great because we're all men. But at the end of the day, it doesn't. Those 
those returns. Yeah, those there's no return on those those investments. Swimming pools are another one. We all want one, but at the end, there's no return. So you got to get that use value out of it. Use value. I love that term. Use value. It's yeah, absolutely we'll amazing. Well, we're out of time. That's all the time we've got. Robert Wood with Mountain Wood Homes. That's mountainwoodhomes.com. And you're going to be in the Tour of Model Homes. That's uh, in March uh, 14th and 15th. Don't miss that. You can get those tickets at the tourofmodelportland.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is another episode of Your Weekend Warriors right here. The Weekend Warriors Radio Network. Have a great week.